the ticket. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, this is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Second hour of Old School. We appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Uh, greatly appreciated. It's a Tuesday. So Tuesday we've got, you know, be Harrison Orange from 6 to 7. Uh, normally it would be Sam Hoiberg, but, of course, they're traveling. They're going to get a road game in Ann Arbor tomorrow. Uh, then Kyle Perry, who will take you into what's going on with Husker baseball. Their first game is next Friday. So you'll be able to ask him questions, send your questions in to do that. And then uh, – Inside the box with with Rocky Russo of the Lincoln Stars, who had quite the week, had the, quite the weekend. Stars turned it around and got it going. Um, plus, they hooked me up with a really cool jersey. Yes, sir. Always a win. Always a win. So we will do that. Uh, we will give away Super Bowl squares. You will know your numbers on Friday. Actually, Friday's old school show. We'll give away whatever's left in squares, and then Jay Foreman will pick the numbers and and set them up. And we'll just we'll put them all in a box, and Jay, as Jay there calls them up, we'll line them up, and then we'll post it on social media Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> so y'all know you have it. Um, know of you in there. Yeah, and then, of course, you can do it the other way, which is just join us Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, at Buffalo Wings and Rings. The first 100 folks in the door who come up, say what's up, fist bump, we'll get you your own square. We have some goodies. We have some goodies. Uh, Mississippi, my dog, that's a good question to ask the question because we're going in that direction. Uh, he asked the question, does Armand Green have a, a deserve any argument for Hall of Fame? Yeah, I think so. Then he got, does he got, he got over 10 Gs, right? 10,000 10, 10, right? For that five-year stretch with yeah. four consecutive Pro Bowls, yeah. right? So – yeah, it's in the conversation. Right? Considering the amount of yards he, he got when he didn't play that much at the beginning of his career. So, I think when you look at when he really was toting the pill um, in, that, in that stretch, you know, five, six years for sure. And I mean, I, you don't need to be dominant for six or seven years. Obviously, we've seen – or not six, there are ten years to get in. And so, he was in, 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 it's not only running the ball. It was catching the ball. Yeah. He was and, really and good. He was leading that space. 402-464-5685. Sorry to him in text line. Honda Lincoln Hotline if you want to be a part of what we're doing, and you should because we're going to ask you questions, give you a chance to win these squares, but also get your take on this because you can text in and tell us who's the best player to not win a Super Bowl, to never win a Super Bowl. Uh, shout out, first of all. I bet Scott and his lovely wife at uh, the Lincoln Heart Ball. I got to MC it uh, Saturday night. And met just a ton of the listeners. Uh, I'm impressed by y'all. The fact that you showed up in the numbers that you did. They always came up. They were very courteous courteous and welcoming and warm. Uh, it was very cool. Very complimentary of Jay Foreman, the station, and what we do. So I appreciate y'all. I wanted to say that. Uh, Jay Foreman, let them know about the Mercado. Certified Piedmontese Special Ingredients and Butcher Shop located at 84th and Havelock. Every type of meat, every type of cut. Their own spices, sauces, seafood. Uh, they have uh, pork chops, sausages, breakfast meat, um, frozen meals, single and family size, ready-to-go meals, single and family size. 
vegetables. They got everything under the sun. So if you are a uh, butcher shop connoisseur like myself, it's a great place to, you know, it's almost a good place to go hang out. And um, Go to Casa Bovina upstairs. Go to the yep. fine dining restaurant upstairs. Good for the soul. Good for you. It's, yep. it's really good stuff. Uh, Sunday, look, you're going to have to hang out with us for the duration. Look, I'm just telling you, if you win a jersey or you win one of the super prizes they've got, and you're not there, I'm claiming everything. I'm taking everything <laughs> that is left over. I'm taking it to the crib. Like, I'm just saying, don't be mad at me because you left early. Right? If your team losing, stay for the prizes. <laughs> yeah. This is how this works. Um, Jay, yeah. we're going to yeah. throw out a couple for you. Hold on a second. Yeah. Ohio Husker texted in mm-hmm. on the uh, Sarder Heyman text line mm-hmm. that he is working in uh, – Minneapolis area, Wyzetta, which is the rival of the uh, Jay Foreman, that's the uh, Eden Prairie Eagles. So what you need to do, Ohio Husker, you need to go over to Wyzetta High School. First of all, you need to go drink about three gallons of water, four gallons of water, mm-hmm. okay, because I like even numbers, mm-hmm. four gallons of water. Take the If you're from Minneapolis, by the time you get there, you will have to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So you go right to the side of the high school, not the front entrance, <laughs> nice there, right next to the football entrance and just relieve yourself like I do every time I'm in town. <laughs> Jay's written his name on the side of this yeah, building. And so you can do it <laughs> in the indiscriminate nature. In indiscriminate means done at random without judgment. I do not judge you. Jay Foreman okay? on camera somewhere. He's on security, high on, school security. On, indiscriminate. <laughs> it's indiscriminate. It's done at random. And without judgment. Hey, I'll tell you, when oh. I went, I had my brother was getting his white coat. <laughs> Uh, he's a doctor, so he was down. I had to go to yeah, the other white coat, the good white coat. Well, yeah, 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 right. The one with, well, with just two sleeves, yeah, right? Because right. he, because I'm sure he thinks he, I need, I need the right. one white coat with no, with no sleeves. Right. But he's he was going to med school down in uh, Kirksville, Missouri. So you have to fly into St. Louis and drive down there. So actually, to go down there, you have to go, you have to pass through the University of uh, uh, Missouri, and. You know, when yeah. you fly to St. Louis yeah. and they give you ginger ale and all the drinks and stuff on Southwest Airlines. And, yeah. you, you know, I had to get down there because my mom was waiting for me. You ain't go so air I needed, trade, So I, need, I, had to, I had to make sure that I had a bottle of water. Yeah. And, you know, I got to the University of Missouri. He triple H'd it, man. You know, and I, I pulled over. <laughs> it said right there, University of Missouri. You know, uh, what, what's that? What is that? What, what, where is that? Columbia. Columbia. Columbia yeah. Right there. Miss like, you. You know what I said? I said, you know what? This is the perfect opportunity. Tribute. For me <laughs> to bless you with, with some winning urination. And then I and then here's what I did. Look, I, I texted Byron Chamberlain. Uh, I said, God bless you. Right, brother. right. You just said you finally. Oh, I, I, I gave you some holy water. A champion finally went to the bathroom and, here. Yeah. <laughs> and he was mad, too. He's like, oh. Let me be the first. Hey, you know Let me saying? be the first. He's like, he's like oh, you, you took it too far. Yeah, I, I did. Let me be the first. Let me be the first. Shout out to Cam Chick. We miss you, bro. <laughs> Enjoy your time at Mizzou. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We miss you. But now you know. All right, so some of the names that have been rolled about. Uh, Dan Marino was, as part of the panel I was on, the first name that came to mind was Dan Marino. Then, of course, Barry Sanders. Uh, and then anybody from the Buffalo Bills oh. uh, for any period of time. Uh, I felt bad because I was like, you can't put this all on Jim Kelly, no. Thermal. You, you can't. Well, the Giants win was all just – it's not even it's on Scott the Scott Norwood. Like, you can't blame Scott. Scott. Scott's my dude. Scott's family. Scott Norwood yeah. is family to me. Like, his dad – Scott Norwood's dad was my high school baseball coach. And he's the only reason I went to college. And he's the only – like, he's one of the best human beings I've ever – that I ever know. Uh, 
Texter says Larry Fitzgerald. Deserves to be in the Hall of Fame? No, the best to never win a Super Bowl. The best player not to win a Super Bowl is Randy Moss. I, I'm, I'm not even – does that say – okay. So then that, that adds another question. Who was better at their position, Randy Moss, Dan Marino, or Barry Sanders? Who was better at their position? Man. It comes down to Barry Sanders and Randy Moss. Because you would say Marino's, Marino, Marino, Marino's top five. Yeah, but th- them two right there. And then they're see, one and they're one and they A, both, one B. And they both fight a little bit of uphill battle where you got like Emmett and Walter. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously one. Jim Brown's one. Like Jim Brown's one. Like I, 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 I can't have that conversation. Jim Brown was cold. Jim Brown was number one. Right. But the coldest running back I ever laid eyes on, though, the two. Mm. You know, besides Chuck Foreman, Eric Dickerson, and Marshall Falk. Ed was man, I, 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 I'm not a fan. I'm not a fanboy at all. But I got to meet him at the Super Bowl and chop it up with him. It was him and Rob Woodson, and Rob Woodson was sizing me up. I'm like, damn, bro, we light skin, right? Like, like he bro, was. I mean, I play defense. What, you I mean, know, he looked know. me up. And he's like, oh yeah, I remember you. Okay, bro, like we here. Like Rod, Rod, right? Rod got a chip on his shoulder. Rod thinks five he's days out the week. He thought he would see brother light skin with the good hair. And right, he do have good hair, right. Though. He yeah. had the good yeah. hair, yeah. Yeah, and he, he was long. Yeah. And and Rod would tell you that he was the greatest f- physical specimen in NFL history. There's probably ten dudes we could name who thought they looked better in their uniform than anybody else ever. Yeah, but Rod Woodson ran track because he went to Purdue. Yeah, he was a sprinter. Daryl Green whooped that butt in the in the in the be- in the fastest yeah. human competition. But Rod, so he would come so. I mainly back then I would meet everybody at at the players award banquet in DC. And Grand Hyatt was always kind of a host, so I dealt with all the players that would come to town over the course of 18 years. So I met everybody in that run and stretch. But Rod Woodson was the only player in NFL in the 18 in the 20 years that I did that that came checked into the hotel in a suit and tie. Yeah, he looks sweet. Like Rod came from the airport to go to sleep in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> and his hair, there was not a hair out of place. Yeah. He got he got that good hair. He was what, six three? Six two, six three. He a big corner. Two two fifteen. Good hit. Right? Yeah. And Rod thought he was the finest dude yeah. ever. Yeah. Like Dion Dion thought he was prime. But Dion ain't ever tell you he was the best looking dude. Dion would never say that. But Dion had stopped. Rod walked into the room and made it known that all of y'all's women's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> there are no safe women in the room when oh, Rod yeah. Woodson walked into the room. So, um, <laughs> but the best of it, where do you put Barry when it comes to running backs? Three. Yeah, I mean, you got Walter Emmett, of course, Jim, uh, Barry. He's the Four? top five. Top five. Dickerson make the top five? No, he should. But I'm, 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 I'm going to be biased and say that Riggins has to be in the top five because he not he he evolved from being a national level sprinter at Kansas. Rigo's came, Rigo came into the league as a, as a as a sprinter at running back. He became a fullback, the mo- one of the best fullbacks to ever do it. Yeah. 
And he did it in meaningful moments. But you got to think like you got to think like Marshall Falk. You know, I mean these. these I mean, there's so many good running backs. I mean, at, at this it's point, your five. You you can't at, be at wrong. This point, you can't really. You cannot be wrong. I mean, just kind of depends. give me your I mean, best. I'm gonna put my dad up in there. Your best five it, yeah. receivers. Oh, well, Jerry Rice, Rice is Jerry, one. Jerry Rice, Randy Moss. Dang, I mean, it, it, <laughs> I mean. Jerry Rice, Randy Moss. Like, I mean, I could just pick any of them. I'm gonna go Andre Johnson. Huh? Um, who was better, Andre or Calvin Johnson? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right? Like it. That position. You could go throw is, T.O. in there, you know. But then you got old school guys. You got like, Arthur. Like, like, like Arthur. Like like uh, the first 100 catch yeah, in the like, season, like dude. Him, Steve Largent. You got guys that. I mean, there's so many. So many of them. T.O. Yeah. yeah. T.O. Yeah, good call. But you got to think you got guys that also are really good where, um, you know, you got your Sterling Sharps that got that got injured. We talked off of air, you know, how good or, you know, do you do you, do you uh, hold it against Jimmy Smith and, and Keenan McCardle? Both. Them, them two because they both were 1,000-yard receivers out there when they weren't wasn't even really a passing league. The, the Marks brothers. Right. I mean, the Dupers, you know. With no they, running game. With no running game. Zero. And, Tony and so, Nathan was it. <laughs> you got to think about all the great, you know, players that, you know, you think Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, you talk about those guys. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about guys well, that are. Art and Gary. <laughs> yeah. You're, I Art mean, and there's, Gary. there's so many. Actually, I go back, you go back to Charlie Taylor and Roy Jefferson. Right. Like that, that group, that was, or Charlie Taylor and Bobby Mitchell yeah. together. I mean, you're talking about some some real, di- there's a lot of guys that were. Five, be- five best quarterbacks. Harold, Harold, Harold Carmichael. Uh, well, five Tom Brady. Joe Montana. Okay. I will always say Dan Marino because I watched him. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Okay. Um, and then, you know, it just depends on what your flavor is. Are you going winner or are you just going pure quarterback? I I wouldn't say like a Brett Favre because he only won one Super Bowl. Same thing. Like then you say like, okay, Aaron Rodgers. But then Johnny Unitas. Um, Unitas was the got, GOAT you got for a, 20 years. Right. So you got Johnny Unitas. You got like your grandfather – Love Johnny United. You got to think somebody that like kind of gets overlooked in that realm, but just when you look off production and the in the way that football was played then, mm-hmm. like a Dan Fouts, guys like you know the the numbers that he was putting up. Where do you throw Trent Dilfer in this discussion? Is, is it, <laughs> look, Dan Fouts. Think about it. Wes Chandler, JJ, John Jefferson, Charlie Joyner. Kellen Winslow, yeah. plus maybe the most one, the second underrated pass catching running back in Chuck Muncie. Yeah, and then throw in Lionel Lil Drain James Lil going out of the backfield right. as well. Fouts didn't ha- look didn't, how he, they he didn't lack for uh, they didn't have no defense. They only had uh, was it Leroy Smith and and that's it. They they really Billy Ray Smith Billy Ray Smith and Billy me, Ray yeah. Smith. That was it. Yeah, that was it. and they were horrible. Billy Ray Smith and Gil Bird. Like yeah. that was, <laughs> yeah. Gil Bird was that was a, that was the Super Bowl they lost to the Forty Nine ers. Yeah, like that that Gil Bird hung around long There's enough. There's tons of great players that play. Um, that don't you know? I mean, when you think of like linebackers, you gotta think. Like, Ooh, oh, I got one you for like you, London Jay Fletcher, Foreman. guys oh, like that. Oh, that Jay, play. this this one's for you, from the text line. I'm a Forty Nine ers fan, and I get a lot of grief for saying Steve Young was way better talent than Joe Montana. Oh, you gotta go to work. Get, no, that that conversation's over. <laughs> no, not even close. Not even close. He uh, whined and moaned and took over, like, driving a Lamborghini or Ferrari. 
Yeah, he's great. He's good. He's a he's a Hall of Fame player, but he's not Joe Montana. That is he so never funny. Was. I had to read that one. I was like, oh my goodness. He cold blood. But you know what? Just imagine being the head coach that you go from Joe Montana, the greatest of all time at that point in time, mm-hmm. Joe Cool to Steve Young. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just hey mm-hmm. man, just go. Well, do that's 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 the Packers going from Favre to yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Right. Should have been Manning to Luck. Right, like yeah. it should have been, yeah. you know, and 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 it didn't read. Except they forgot. No, no, depressed Tim Mouse. But that's funny. I, I had to, I had to, 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 I had to read it just the way I did, because uh, that was special. <laughs> that was it. That special. So, through the Hall of Fame years, and then the Super Bowl becoming an event, because a lot of legacy before that was based on NFL championships. And the separation of AFL type yeah. stats because if you were playing in the AFL, your numbers offensively were better than the NFC. That's just the way it worked. Like if the, when the Packers dominated, it was run game. If you ever put Bart Starr's stats up against today's players, uh, <laughs> hey dude, I don't mean to cut you off. Uh, I, I had to text Eric Moles about. I was like, hey man, how many yards do you think about uh, Ty Law? He said. I don't know, but I know I had a lot. He's like, but I can tell you, I hit him up for 175 in a touchdown when we were when we were locked up man to man all game. And mind you, he did that with Rob Johnson at quarterback and Alex Van Pelt. Bruh. Emoles. Believe it. I want to know. Okay, please tell me how you defended knowing that Alex Van Pelt was your your quarterback. I defended. Hey, I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> I felt more comfortable with Alex Van Pelt at that point in time then. because he played quarterback. Yeah. Um, Rob Johnson, I think, after he left Buffalo, became a better quarterback. But then Alex got hurt in, like, warm-ups, and we had to have the guy that played that, like, the <laughs> practice squad. Man, we went down to Miami and got destroyed. <laughs> Do you hear me? Not only was the game like the late game, Oh. We got destroyed. It was hot as Hades. It was the last game of the season, and I will never forget this being on the plane. The last game of the season, and it's a long flight from Miami, especially after you lose the, the Dolphins. We beat their beat the brakes off them at home. We're flying home, and I'll never forget. You know, everybody's like, "Hey, you know, we just got Tom Donahoe as the new GM, or yeah, new GM." So he, you know, he wanted to come in and cut everybody, and he, that's when Bruce and all those guys left. So it was funny. We look up there, and of course he's sitting in first class. Is he, he had a uh, suit on, but his tie was undone, and he looked like he was mad as heck. I'm like, dog, we want to go into the playoffs like six weeks ago. What you mad at now? Like you all of a sudden mad now? But he had the light, you know, because he was up there, kind of like where the stewardess kind of get you drinks and stuff. And he was standing there, and I was and my boy Bryson, he was, he's like, what you think he's thinking about? I said, man, he looking back here to see who's up or not, to see who you want to cut here in a couple of days. <laughs> That's what he thinks. He started laughing. Like he's he's going to the away the last road game mad. Mad. Just mad. Because yeah. look, y'all did this to me. Yeah. And nothing, yeah. no accountability. It didn't have anything to do with that uh that Thurman Thomas left, Bruce Smith left, uh, oh, J- uh you know, so Reed good. left, you know, all the guys that the, the the Hall of Famers left because you came in. Henry Jones, all our really good established players that, you know, kept us in the playoff race and got us to the playoffs all the time left. It was all our fault because you had, you know, Willie Lump Lump playing out there and, and, and uh, Chris Ferris, the left tackle from UCLA, was hot garbage. That was when he had his first Adidas commercial when he was went with Cade McNown and they went to the Rose Bowl. You think this dude was supposed to – man, he showed up. He was supposed to be this big mauler from UCLA because they were talking about he was a road grader. Remember when uh, UCLA was in the yeah. Rose Bowl yeah. or the yeah Rose Bowl? Yeah. 
Man, he showed up. My man was like 6'9", 278, just getting ran through. Straight up. Straight up long for no reason. John Abraham and and Ellis and those dudes from the Jets were throwing him out the club (laughs) saying, hey, look, man, we told you you have to pay a fee to get in the club, and we are throwing you out the club. Get out of here. I mean, they literally were taking him behind the the back of his his pants and throwing him out the way and sacking the quarterback. It was an absolute – sack party over on his side i then jason taylor and trace armstrong big daddy tim bowens and gardner i mean they came out there i remember we played them in buffalo it was cold too we were like yeah we we're gonna get after these dudes right because it's cold right yeah they're coming from miami yeah them boys came out there i'll never forget big tim uh tim bowens and gardner came out there with no sleeves on greased up and they were like yeah it's cold out here, but we know we about to get some sacks today. Get some sacks today. Yo, the first three plays, it was like so-and-so on the sack, so-and-so on the sack, so-and-so on the sack. Punt team, get ready. Hey, we need – Hey, it, we need. I didn't unstrap my helmet or my, my chin strap when them do – because I knew it was punt team. Get ready. Chris Moore, I said kick that – kick it high, you know. Kick that bad boy high because I, I don't – you know, we don't want him to get a return. So, it was uh, – it was, it was, See, it, it just it, 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 the insight behind the bully mentality of the NFL. I w- look similar day being on the sideline in DC. Yeah, and this is in the ending days of the Hawks, right? So Bostic is is retiring. Bostic, who was greatly undersized even at his best, he's playing he's playing center in the NFC East against Reggie. White, Randy White, like yeah. he he had no Steve good Sundays. Like things. he had no good Sundays. And then when Grimm moved and they wanted to move Grimm outside, well, they had drafted a kid from BYU called Mo Iluanibi. And Mo – A lineman? Yeah. Mo was athletic, but Mo improved his body up through chemistry. Oh, Okay. But when they tested him, he had you. When you have to stop, you drop down. And of course, where you start before the season is not where you finish. Right. Weight wise, and Reggie White and Jerome Brown. Oh, that's a Clyde, Clyde Simmons. Simmons. Yeah, and Pitts. They had a day. And Golick. Listen, I've never heard an offensive lineman scream before. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I mean, when you think I, I've look, never look, he was a grown look. This is a three hundred pound man. Give a lookout block. Oh, look oh, out! Oh, he was Jay. I got kicked off the sideline because I was laughing so hard, like because I heard it, and then I heard the players. They say, "What you know?" Because the first thing a player at the right at the edge, where as far as they, they you the players can go, and they ask you, "What's so funny?" And I'm like, "Listen to your boy." Like, listen to your boy. And the next play, sure enough. Reggie forklifted him, yeah. and he made a sound that no grown man on the football field yeah. should make. Yeah, Chris <laughs> Ferris used to give lookout box like, "Look out, Austin, he's coming again." I shouldn't be talking about Chris like that, man. But I'm like, dang, you know, the thing, the thing is, like, you be in the locker if you're in the locker room, and you see dudes like that getting paid, and then the GM stingy on your contract, you be looking at him like, dog, how, how, how does this, this? What, Mo what was gone doing? immediately. 
He was like he that. He was gone immediately. He said ASAP. He, you don't know what that means as soon as possible. As a, look, we'll go to break. We'll give away more squares. I got another <laughs> trivia question for you, and then we'll get into it. We've got – I want to go back to the 70s. I want to go back to the great running backs that play alongside your dad in that space. And I want to talk receivers because a couple of texts goes, does anybody other than DP remember Paul Warfield? Yeah, we're going to talk about that crew back in the day when we come back old school.